This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. So let's talk about the the, the podcast. It's the Star Wars Minute. Now... I, I I do another podcast called I Love Green Guy the Letters, in which we review the letters to the TV guide. Right, <laughs> that is awesome. And people like it because it's such like a uh, very unique like idea. And when when I heard about the Star Wars Minute, it was just it was the same sort of thing of like uh, that that reads really well in two sentences, but to actually do it, that could be quite the chore. So how, how did it get started? Uh, how far back to go? Yeah. <laughs> well, the earth was formed billions no, of no. years ago. So I was two. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Alex had, uh, had another podcast with, uh, with another cartoonist friend of his called the Ink Panthers podcast. And they, um, uh, Every once in a while, Alex would kind of get into talking about Star Wars, and uh, then I brought you on as a guest star. Yeah, there was a your your co-host was was absent that day, and so I I came on and we just talked about Star Wars for the whole time. For my head, when you're saying you brought him on as a guest star, to me it just envisages the the first podcast with like opening credits. And then at the end, like a like a star wipe sort of thing with your face in the middle of it. Right. And introducing. Yeah. I was the bat girl of that episode. The iTunes is Heather Locklear. Well, this is this is how hardcore we were. We talked about Star Wars for an hour. And then, uh, okay, that's a good show. And then I called Pete back and said, you know what? I totally did not record any of that. <laughs> Pete was a good sport. He came on. We talked about Star Wars for another hour. All different material. <laughs> Yeah, there was very little overlap. Very little overlap. And then I was like, we could literally talk about Star Wars for maybe like 300 episodes. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I think I around that time, I had started listening to uh, Mission Log, which is a Star Trek podcast. They go through every episode of that. And I was like, oh, I wish I wish we had something like that. Like, you know, Star Wars is much more my thing than Star Trek. I'm a, I like Star Trek, but, uh, you know, it's too bad there are only three movies. And then I was like, well, can we can we break that down further? Like, what? Like, what if we did it every minute? And then, you know, in talking with Alex about it, eventually it evolved into, or devolved, depending on <laughs> somehow into a daily sh- a daily podcast where we cover each and every minute. It's the kind of idea that people either either laugh at it because it's genius or because we're insane. Right. 
to the podcast, like I think in uh, in lesser hands, it could be quite brutal, but it is, um, you know, it's very, it's funny and it's like informative. There's there's uh, some light knowledge to be had there, but <laughs> uh, like on paper, it, it it should be unlistenable. Right. <laughs> Thanks. I guess can we, can we use that as a blurb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally good. Uh, um, no, but yeah, it's a total, you know, it's a um, litmus test kind of for, for uh, you know, the, the type of people, you know, if, if you're the type of people that would listen to it, most likely you, when you hear the concept, you're like, oh, like that scene, you know, and, and it kind of cycles things in your head and you're like, oh, wait, and you, and you want to, you know, you jump in, you're on board immediately or you're the type of person that hears that and you're just like, oh, why would you do that? And then that, you know, generally those people don't come on board. Although I, I'm uh, sure we've, may, we might have swayed a few people over. Uh, I also have to say I admire your steadfastness that that you heard the Star Trek one and you're like, oh, that'd be so good to do. If only Star Wars had more than three movies. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> it's like... Hey, what about no, no? What, what, what's what's Darth Vader's story? What's uh, what was he like growing up? Maybe somebody could tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> what was Boba Fett's puberty years like? <laughs> oh man, I'm just shaking my head in sadness at those prequels. You know, on the upside, you can say positive things like, "I wonder what Princess Leia's mum would look like with a ripped top." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Or. How funny would she sound if she was talking to ambassadors and uh, senators? What kind of incomprehensible accent would Princess Leia's mom have? <laughs> she didn't stick with that, did she? It's true. Now, well, there's a uh, there's a theory there. That, <laughs> of course, there is. <laughs> um, well, it's either a theory or a rationalization that I came up with. I can't remember, but uh, you know that basically that kind of uh, awkward, stilted accent is. Uh, is the official language like they're only she's only talking like that because she is the democratically elected queen? Ah, oh, so when you become queen, you get a giant dress and a speech impediment, right? So wait a minute, Princess Leia is not a princess because of she's the daughter of Queen Amidala. No, she's the princess because she's the daughter of a senator of Alderaan. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. So, so that makes Jimmy Smith the king, I guess. Uh, wasn't wasn't Space Jimmy Smith's wife was a queen or a princess or something? I, we know nothing. We learn nothing about Mrs. Space Mrs. Space Smith. <laughs> she dies. Well, she explodes. Right? <laughs> a bad motivator. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I think Jimmy Smith's wife saw the scooper droid and just went, let's adopt. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what, honey? Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> that makes Princess Leia a double princess. She's double Princess Leia. Wow. But no, I would argue that she's no Princess Leia because <laughs> Queen Amidala, when she died, was not the queen anymore. The, there was a different queen by that point. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they say the, the office term of office for a queen on, on Naboo is like... Six years or something like that? Four yeah. Years. This makes less and less sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you take the prequels out of it, it makes perfect sense. Well, yeah. I love hearing those, like, 
how you go, oh, I, I've heard a theory. Like, it's just like, like I've got a theory about theories. I'm guessing now that Star Wars fans aren't writing that much fan fiction anymore because it all takes place on podcasts trying to add meaning to Clone Wars episodes. <laughs> I wonder if that's true or our fan fiction is, are we always going to have fan fiction? As long as there's an internet, we'll always have fan fiction. Right. In a sense, maybe we're just, you know, we're writing really short bits of fan fiction every time we try to rationalize something from, from Star Wars. You and I, and, and the podcasters in general. Although those Clone Wars, they did love putting in a lot of that heavy-handed kind of, like, references to the movies, and you know, like, using dialogue from the movies and so on. So uh, I'm not saying I agree, but I'm just saying that, you know... Uh, that reminds me, I just saw something on the internet about, in the Blu-ray, there's a, what's, what's Sebulba? You know Sebulba, the pod racer? There's I'm, a, I'm, I'm well aware of his work. <laughs> there is, I guess they digitally put a Sebulba into Jabba's palace. Huh. I don't know what his race is called, but He's so... Uh, especially dangerous Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I thought Pete, you'd appreciate seeing a cgi prequel character put into <laughs> might as well your least favorite of the original trilogy at least yeah my least favorite of the original trilogy but controversially my favorite of the prequels is is episode one hmm really why is that uh, it's jar jar he loves the jar jar <laughs> uh it's uh, it's somewhat charming it's got a you know it's it's it remains kind of somewhat lighthearted as opposed to uh, I'd rather have a movie be kind of bad and goofy than bad and kind of dark and, and so, brooding. Really serious. Yeah. Like uh, pompous. <laughs> okay. So you like your disappointment lighthearted. Yes. I think it's more like a Stockholm Syndrome. Because what did you see? It like 10 times in the theater or something? <laughs> As, including in 3D, I saw it 13 times in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he has to say it's his favorite one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got the receipts to prove it. <laughs> I do. When were you working in the comic book shop when the prequels were coming out? Yes. And that what and was the our store was right across the street from a movie theater too. So it would be you know, oh you know before work, after work, whenever you know. Oh, we got nothing to do. Well, let's go see Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So what was the, the 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 reaction like? You know, because the comic book store can be a uh, a, a town meeting of uh, of lunacy of strong and opinions about things, strong opinions and strong odors. Yes. Although I, there was probably a uh, I I seem to recall there was kind of like a honeymoon period where everyone was trying to convince themselves that it was a good movie that this was worth waiting almost 20 years for right um no a lot of people were disappointed but it didn't have the same kind of vitriol um, yeah like it, it's it's certainly built up a lot in the past what is that 15 years now oh my gosh is that possible 16 years almost that it's uh um you know pe- people have kind of piled onto it more that uh you know at the time they were just kind of like yeah that wasn't very good Go i ahead. actually think that now it's more accepted like it's sort of like there was like very strong hate and i i don't know if it's just because there's like people now know it's going to be watered like you know the ocean's getting wider with new films but it just seems like people are more accepting of it now than than say like five years ago 
Well, it could be. I mean, the, maybe five years ago, it could have been the kind of high water mark for hatred. Of, you know, <laughs> maybe seven years ago, somewhere around there. You know, because once episode one came out and everybody was like, "No, nah, it wasn't very good." But there's two more coming. Like, I'm sure they'll. You know, they'll, we still have all this stuff to find out. And then, as the kind of you know, as it kind of piled on, and people were just kind of like, "Man." Yeah, uh, the prequels, you know, they got kind of beaten down. It, it yeah. Could, it could also I, be that the Phantom Menace fans are now, the the people who were children when Phantom Menace came out are now old enough that they're adults. And to them, that right. is like Return of the Jedi. Oh, I love Jar Jar when I saw it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, as time goes on, the disappointment, the people who were disappointed by it are, are getting out, are getting out uh, voiced by people who, for them, it was just another Star Wars movie. Right. You know what I mean? So you're going to say the people uh, disappointed in it are slowly dying out. <laughs> well, that too. That too yeah. <laughs> there used to be more of us. And oh, so, so people like the the first day weren't coming in, just just raining on it. You know, some were, but then also, you know, it was still everybody's kind of caught up in the whole experience of it. You know, the toys were selling left and right, and the whole you know there was Star Wars on everything and. People wanted to see it like four or five times before they passed judgment. Yeah, and they want you know everybody was talking about it, and sure people had problems with it, but they were still kind of you know in in the whole kind of swept up in the whole mania. How many times did you wind up seeing Attack of the Clones, and how many times did you wind up seeing Sith? Uh, two and one. Or two and one. So Steve really, thirteen to one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's still, I've gone back. I've seen uh, Attack of the Clones once since then on video i still have not gone back and watched revenge of the sith again huh. so i've only seen it once uh to this day revenge of the sith is my favorite of the prequels yeah no i uh don't like it <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah. you have a theory that you don't like it <laughs> to hear the full episode along with hundreds of hours of bonus content i would invite you to check out the steel wars patreon page at patreon.com forward slash steel wars for just three dollars a month you get a dedicated rss feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As and shows like the Making Steel Wars show which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows which sometimes can be over an hour. And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys! as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force be with you. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.